0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. There goes the encoder. There he is. Whoops. And we're going to go. What
1: is up? Thank you for hanging out with us once again. It's Monday night. It is time for the IT in the D Show. This is episode 358, broadcasting live from our quarantine homes. This is Bob the Sales Guy. That is Dave the Geek. Randy, you do the Twitters. It is. Doing the twitters, find us online, it in the d com, and do us a favor, give us a like on the socials, and subscribe to us everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold.
0: Yeah. So, uh, hey everybody. Um, I, again, this is usually where we talk about our events, and we're still not having any. So, moving right along, chicka boom, chicka boom. <laughs> the way uh,
1: things are looking, I do not anticipate an August event, even if it is outdoors.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, looking at everything going on, I mean, I, I'm keeping honestly, I'm keeping a closer eye on what's going on, what or what's going to go on with schools right now more than anything else. Um But it's uh yeah, I I, 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 I I'm let's just say yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> no, no. Um, but the show
1: must go on, and uh, we are joined. We're luckily joined. We were we had him scheduled out. Right when the studios were still open, we had to come. I think this was back in, in March or April.
0: Oh, that's um, right.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he shot me a note and said, hey, you guys still want me on? I said, yeah, it's not a bad time. So uh, we're joined by the, uh, the illustrious one, Mr. Pat Garrity. How you doing, sir?
2: Great. Thanks for having me
1: on the show today.
2: Yeah, thanks for joining, yeah, man. Appreciate it.
1: Now, um, before we get into it, now, you're the VP of, is it uh, engineering at Blue Mira?
2: Uh, operations. Operations, so I, I oversee product, marketing, sales. Got it. I, do, I mean, do everything. Whatever needs so to get done.
1: Every uh, every once in a while, we run into run into someone at an event that basically takes over my LinkedIn feed, and I like to congratulate <laughs>
2: you, sir, because you were like eighty percent of my LinkedIn feed. That's that's great to hear. Hey, hey it's not uh, you can attribute that not to me too. Is uh, amazing. She does content marketing for for uh, I almost said. Duo, but Blue Mira, um, and uh, yeah, it's been amazing the work that she does, and also like our security team is creating a ton of the content as well, and trying to make useful stuff for people uh, in the security industry. So, so
0: you're just too. putting it all out there, trying to look important and smart, is what you're saying. You're not actually creating any of it. You're just. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I can't. You know, some of it idea wise, um, point people in the right direction. But yeah, the team the team is truly the ones working on that uh, and pub- publishing some cool stuff and some free tools and whatnot.
0: That's
1: awesome. So
2: one of the reasons I was
1: intrigued about having you on the show is a that I, I think Blue Mirror is doing some very cool stuff, and b you kind of have a long history with uh, you know with Duo, which is kind of a, one of the big big win stories, and uh, you know, and c I want to talk about. What everyone is, is there a shift in, in security focus with, with everybody working from home now? And, you know, you can kind of reassess your place in the world. So I guess let's start there. If you're your you're company X and you got half your company or all your company working from home and you can kind of sit back and look at your, I guess, security strategy. Um, are you changing right now? Or are you simplifying? Or are you getting more complex? What, what What's on everybody's mind right now?
2: Yeah, certainly simplifying um, is one of the big themes. I think everyone had these ideas of three to five year cloud migrations, um, moving from on premise to cloud. We see that everywhere. Uh, it, it, it essentially accelerated adoption of all that, and the reality is, is oh man, we didn't have security controls on, in place in any on any of those things. We weren't set up for remote work, and now all of a sudden our VPN, you know, has a thousand people on it uh, concurrently. You can smell um, the smoke, yeah, yeah. So, so even you know, I look at it, it's like even a lot of people still don't have two factor authentication deployed. I mean, as simple as that, uh, very effective control, right? So, it's accelerated a ton of the security market that's that's set up to address a lot of those needs.
1: What's the uh, um, just real quick, like two FA? What uh, if somebody wants to jump in? You know what are you going to look at? you're gonna look at Microsoft you're gonna look at duo what's uh i mean that, that's kind of what what's on my top of mind? What's on yours
2: yeah so so being former duo, um I could say that that I might be a little bit biased, but that's I can fair. tell you yeah, I can tell you as well now that I left duo, I'm using a lot of other products um and what what I can tell you is they work effective, but they're not as reliable or user friendly. And so, I, you know, there's some products I'm not going to name names that, like, they're inconsistent in popping your login up. You get frustrated as a user. Um, and so I can I can with confidence say, like, Duo by far has user experience down on the MFA side. The other thing I'd say from an access security side is they have some really strong controls around access control as it relates to corporate-owned devices and BYOD devices, where now they have an agent that can be installed to posture that device, That's a really important thing to make sure things are up to date, encrypted, and that there's a screen lock, especially when we're talking about someone using their home computer and making sure it's not Windows XP, because the reality is (laughs) there's still a lot of people running Windows XP.
0: Yeah, there
2: are. Um, So, yeah, those are the things I think of from an access security perspective. And then what's interesting is I spent most of my time on the 2FA side and, and, and protection, right? Preventative security measures. The other side is well. How do we detect someone that bypasses those? Which happens everywhere. Yep. In um, in you know the detection response market is one. If you look at SIM for example, it's complicated. It's difficult to deploy. And to be honest, most organizations don't have a good working detection response capability. So uh, yeah, for me, I just saw the opportunity to actually extend some of the you know. Philosophy of what I learned and did at Duo with Doug and John o and others, and apply it to a different part of the market that really hasn't solved um, what I'd consider to be democratizing security or bringing it to be accessible to organizations of any size. Right. So, well, what yeah, is, I, uh, well go ahead, Dave. I was just
0: going to say. So, I mean, you know, I, I know Bob touched on this a little bit, but I think that's probably the biggest. I would think the biggest concern that people have right now, at least from a corporate security perspective, is okay, we, we have completely stood everything on its ear and, and now you've got, you know, more and more of the workforce working at home. How, how do you, you know, make that shift? I mean, I know there are a lot of companies that, you know, were kind of banging their hands and shoes on the table saying, you know, we're, everybody's coming back to the office and now they're kind of leaning, you know, they're kind of laxing off on that a little bit. Um, you know, you're seeing, you know, the just the ripple effect of, you know, Hey, the, the court, the, uh, excuse me, the, um, commercial real estate market is is already starting to feel it a little bit as businesses are giving up their office space and looking to sell buildings because they don't want them or need them anymore. Uh, so, I mean, what are, I guess, you know, what are the quick hits from a from a corporate security standpoint as, you know, they get pushed into that scramble?
2: Yeah. So first off, I would say from a shift in market perspective, one thing to consider is people's preferences now that they've worked from home is to work from home. Mm -hmm. So work from home is not, is not going away. I'm not going into a office, whether there's COVID or not. I'll tell you, you know, maybe I might consider every once every other week or a few times a week, but yeah, we've proven that out. And, And another thing is is people realize they're more productive working from home and corporations realize that as well for good or bad. Right. Um, uh, and so, the, yeah, there is the aspect of making sure that your people have enough time to take care of themselves. They get offline, all those sorts of things. Um, but, yeah, really, from a security perspective, it's making sure that they have a secure connection and a secure device are number one. Um, you know, so I, when I look at that, it's, it's hey, let's make sure we have certificates in place. We have encryption in place from a, a connectivity perspective. Like, you shouldn't be RDPing into uh, your company's um, (laughs) Windows servers directly. But you know how many people are?
0: (laughs) But a lot of people Um, are, yep.
2: Yeah, if you you have, you know, Windows RDP or SMB enabled and it's accessible publicly, like, that's a bad... No, no, that's the number one way ransomware is deployed. Um, and, And so, yeah, just getting the fundamentals of, like, making sure that you have secure access, whether it's to a VPN... Uh, or whether it's to a cloud application, and then layering on number one, uh, user controls, and then device controls to make sure you have that. So uh, two-factor authentication, absolutely key. No questions asked. Um, pre- preferably, you use a hardened credential. So something like U2F, FIDO, Web a Authent- uh, push based authentication. Well, to it, just right? uh,
0: let me let me take a step back, just for you know, because we do we do get uh, <laughs> our demographic isn't always as techy as we think it is. Um, nope. so so for those of you uh, who are watching, listening, whatever, and 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 aren't familiar with two factor authentication, so that's you know it can be as simple as hey. I'm, I'm logging into my Facebook account and Facebook shoots me a text message that I then have to you know with a code that I then have to enter you know that says okay yeah this is me um, there are other apps you know like the ones that duo had or that a lot of other places have where you know you try to you know log into your gmail account and an app pops up on your phone and says hey is this you you know you've already verified that this device is yours the phone that you're on you know is this you attempting this login on this other device yes or no and you can block it that way so that's that two-factor authentic that's that's what's meant by 2FA or Two factor authentication. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Th- hey. Thanks for telling me. You know, sometimes I I overlook. Uh, uh, you know, I've been in this industry a long time. So.
0: Oh, dude, we all we all all of us turned into Charlie Brown's teacher at one time. We we're all want wah, wah 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 We all do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when you have like engineering or product teams, right? That's where I'd say hardened credential, which is still mm-hmm. doing two factor, but using something like a physical hardware key that you mm-hmm. plug into your laptop. Um. That that. You know, really can't get stolen and isn't fishable is is a key thing. Did those
1: RSA keys? I miss those. Those are oh hand, god, with like the rolling, the rolling six or what was it, an eight, the eight or nine digit? Yeah. The, hey,
2: yeah our RSA is why I went to Duo. I had to deploy it for customers, and it it was so difficult. And when Doug, I met him at a meetup one day, and he shows me this push based authentication. Then I go home, and I'm an account executive at that time. And I install it on my Windows computer and it's done in five minutes.
1: So, Pat Pat, um, let me ask you a question. This has been driving me nuts. Dave, you can attest to this for probably probably as long as you've <laughs> known me, or as long as MFA's come out. Oh, is this is,
0: okay, is, is this is gonna yeah. be the, uh, the the debit card conversation? What, yes. <laughs> Why
1: hasn't Visa and MasterCard enabled MFA because what how many purchases did you make a day, maybe four or five? Right, and if I'm at the gas station, I'm buying fifty five dollars. Why can't I get a push note to my phone saying, "Is this you, or do you authorize this?" And say yes, and then you just eliminated the entire credit card stealing industry overnight. Like why? Yeah. I, I, I assume there's somebody smart in those companies that have that are looking at this shit. But I can't imagine why they're not doing
0: it. Well, and and like you know, like you said we've talked about this on the show before. You know, what do you do if you're in a place where you know you have no connectivity or you know the cell connection's bad, and so you can't get that pop up when you're trying to make the purchase at the grocery store by the hunting cabin up north that you know has one cell tower every hundred miles. You know what? What you know? So, I mean, it's there's, there are practical. You cons- get your groceries. Then <laughs> you bring cash. Oh, but they don't want you to have cash anymore. Ooh. <laughs>
2: You
1: see where I'm going with this, little bit.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, and I have a lot of experience in the space. So I moved to Europe for a year, right? And that's what they do: it's chip and pin for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more about government regulation uh, than anything. Number one, the government mandates in Europe because they know that that eliminates fraud. Um, the the tough thing in the U.S. right is like, well, now I got to switch out all my point of sale systems. I got to switch out credit card processing. So naturally, the you know, the, the companies push back on it. But I think what we saw with Home Depot and their breach and, and Target, that was really the start of the shift where it was like, oh, wow, this stuff just makes sense, right? Like, Well, and, and at
0: least one of those, I think at least the Target one, didn't they come through the point of sale system?
2: Yeah, they had
1: default. it was default passwords. That yeah. was, uh, there was one of two default passwords, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, a combination of uh, POS, and then I think they originally got in through the OT system, like the HVAC system, Mm -hmm. into the environment,
0: right? Which is so so crazy. I mean, that's stuff that nobody even thinks about. Like, hey, yeah, my Nest Cam's on my wireless network, and it might be vulnerable. Who knew?
2: Yep. And that was, you know, in 2012, I joined Duo. That was in 2013, and the CEO got fired. And literally, if you go into Target's day and you buy a Target and you get a Target credit card, chip and pin every single one of them right they're like Name, it, it uh, makes
3: sense interesting
1: Name someone someone in wyoming right now is looking is watching you right now through your nest cam just so you know
0: uh n- n- <laughs> no no they're not well actually they're well <laughs> through my logitech cam yes but not through my nest cam those are the studios Those. <laughs> someone's always watching you and that, well, and that's and that's the funny thing, you know. I, and you, you know, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into a huge political thing about it, but like everybody's all, you know, conspiracy theory about, you know, there's going to be a, a chip in the vaccine that comes out and all that stuff, and it's, you know, dude, what, like, what do you think? What privacy do you think you still have as you're posting your rage? On your cell phone that tracks you everywhere you go to Facebook, which tra- not only tracks but sells all the data they have about you everywhere you go. It, it would really what 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 would that even matter? Like what? I
1: just like the I like the meme that says I hope the chip is a Doritos because I like that. exactly.
0: I'm I'm pulling for Doritos. If if everybody has to get a chip, I want and not even Cool Ranch. I want fiery nacho. That's that's what I want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess talk to me why the move to Blue Mira? I guess Duo obviously Duo with uh, got bought by Cisco, uh, to, to either fanfare or to booze. Um, you don't have to say which side you were on. That's what I understand. Um, uh,
2: no, I'll, I'll talk about it openly. Okay. Um, no, I didn't, you know, Cisco is a great company. Um, what I think is really cool is the acquisition of duo, um, was a great thing for, I'd say all the employees, um, and it opened up a ton of opportunity for everyone. Uh, even myself, right? Um, I got to go lead Cisco Zero Trust. Got to go get a, us landed uh, top right in the quadrant for that um, at Forrester. You know their their wave stuff.
1: Hey, hold that real um, quick. Do you hear the? Do you hear that? That's the phone ringing. That's your Cisco rep calling because it's the end of July.
2: Uh, I think their quarter just ended ended, last weekend. Yeah. That's why my buddy's on vacation. All right. I was wondering. (laughs) Or maybe I, maybe I said that. No, no, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, they're, they're an incredible company. Right. And you, you know, they typically grow by acquisition is the reality. Right. Um, in duo was a great fit. They've made a, a ton of great acquisitions in the cloud space, not only in security, but umbrella, you know, starting with Sourcefire, then umbrella, uh, then Duo, those are going to be the bigger, not- more notable ones. But they also acquired companies like Meraki, uh, Webex, mm-hmm. um, like it or not—that's that, always a joke. <laughs> um, uh, but it, yeah, it works. It's a very usable tool. Is a reality, and it provides a service that that um, that people love. And so, you know, you look at Cisco and what they've done to transform from this like networking switch company, right? Um, and and I went through CCNA Academy in high school. I sold Cisco when I was a sales rep hey, back in the day. Hubs
0: and routers and blinking lights, man. That's 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 what they yeah. were.
2: The one thing that gets me about
1: Cisco, though, to this day, that route and switch is 50% of their, their sales at an 80% margin, and they like don't want to acknowledge it anymore because they want to call themselves a software and a security company. It's like, I, I can see, you, you know, I worked for Cisco, too, so it's like, you know, that was half of our life was route and switch, but like no one wanted to call us a route and switch company. Yeah. It in my mind.
2: Well, I think they're you know they're optimizing for future where that's not the case, right? Uh, and it's still going to make up a large portion of their revenue is the reality. But the other, yeah, the other side I would say with Cisco is genuinely there's there's a lot of great people, uh, great leadership. You've seen the leadership turnover, and it's a completely new leadership team that's from SaaS companies. And I see that with my friends at Duo, they've all kind of moved in and slotted into other positions and helping Cisco transform. And so you you look at people. Uh, like Pete Baker had a creative at Duo now taking on brand for Cisco security and simplifying it down so people can understand uh and buy and consume more easily and effectively. And that, you know, when when you look at Cisco and see the number of line items they have, it's yeah. really hard to navigate. That's why you need a full time SE that just builds bond, bills of materials, right?
1: Is everybody at um, Duo praying that Cisco treats them like Dell treated VMware? Kind of like let them do their thing? Yeah, or- they
2: they they've let both let duo do their thing as well as has embraced like you guys have a great culture. Let's insert you in even at a much higher level. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, you know, really, really exciting to see and everyone I know there, you know, everyone that I know there is is really happy with the opportunities that they've been able to get from that acquisition. So it's good.
1: So talk to me about blue mirror. Where did, uh, where did you guys all come from?
2: Yeah. So, um, the original founders, um, Matt and Steve, um, they spun out a networks group, a small um, boutique security provider out of Ann Arbor. And essentially, like, what they would, what they realized after doing red team testing and blue team and all this fun stuff, which I'm not, you know, that's not my background. But red team is basically penetration testing, trying to break in. Blue team Where's is essentially bell? trying to detect. What I say? Penetration. Oh, <laughs> that old joke. Sorry. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so much, so many jokes in security. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the, the, you know, so they, they were like, well, every, every pen test is pretty much red in the major area was detection. People don't have detection capabilities. So they started by creating, um, a platform to do effective detection of basic attacks. Right. And then started building on that. And what ended up happening is their focus was detection and response, but in reality, it ended up also being a SIM. Um, And so it wasn't, it wasn't like, let's go build a SIM. It was, let's go build effective detection and response. That's really easy and effective to use that scales. And then it also ended up collecting logs (laughs) uh, and, and uh, being a centralization SIM function as well. And so by nature, the way that that evolved ended up into this really easy to use and deploy product that did actually the function that it was supposed to do. And then as a result, it ended up meeting this requirement of log aggregation and SIM in, in reporting and all that fun stuff that you get into when you get into compliance. And so, yeah, at first I was looking at it from an investment perspective, I'm like, a uh, managed service provider reseller into building a SaaS product is a really tough pivot. Most people don't do that well or effectively. Uh, And so I spent time about a year with Steve and I've known Steve for 10 years, just getting to know the company from an investment perspective, advising them for no cost, no investment. And that's normally how my relationships develop with companies, uh, whether I'm investing or considering making a making a move. Um, and, yeah, I, I saw this opportunity where I was like, oh, wow, well, your problem is you guys have a great engineering team and great product and you have customers that love you, but nobody, absolutely nobody knows who you are. <laughs> uh, and so that's that's kind of the function I came on and go to market is how do we tailor the product, the message um, and the go to market so people, first off, know who the company is and what they do. Um, and that, that's, you know, for me, it was an opportunity to go build again, which I love doing. Um, uh, that's really where my passion is. And there, that I saw that opportunity there and, uh, to kind of bring a lot of what I learned from Duo. Um, and then I get emotional. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, be able to, to make the impact and build, you know, this into something that essentially democratize security in another area of the security and IT space is you know is is just where my passion is so uh, yeah it's it's been amazing and fun i mean it, covid certainly throws a rent, you know through a wrench for a little while uh, i joined in january and so when you build all your pipeline for instance in sales higher education or i'm sorry healthcare higher education and um government in mich in like in michigan uh, that was that was like the first to get hardest impact, right? Yeah. So like, oh, pivot, but that allowed us to spend the time. I, we literally just stopped focusing on sales at that point and just honed in on let's get our marketing right and our go to market. And that's why you see us on your LinkedIn feed every every two minutes,
3: Three,
1: two and a half minutes, yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> so, the, I mean, the Sim Space is uh, to say it's convoluted
1: is kind of an understatement. You have <laughs> you have you know log vendors like alien vault that get bought by ATT, you have the UEBA vendors that think that their shit don't stink because they do machine learning. And then you have the Splunks that charge 14 gazillion dollars just for a POC. I mean, where where did you guys see that you fit into this whole mess of a of a vendor space?
2: Well, yeah, first off, um no different than when I went to Duo, everyone was like why would you go to a two-factor authentication company? And security, nobody cares about security. That's, this is 2012, right? <laughs> okay. uh, wow, that changed. Um, but two-factor authentication, you had RSA, Vasco, Jamalta, I mean, I could name 50 vendors at yep. the time. Why, why would you go into a space that's saturated? Well, the reality is, is like, yeah, nobody uses it because it's a barrier and it's hard to use and it's difficult.
0: Right? Yeah, because if nobody's doing it right, why not try to make it right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so, so what I saw with Doug was a minimum viable product with customers, right? Uh, and, and I can't attribute to what Doug and John O built, um, from a foundational perspective, right? A uh, big part in helping them scale. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a shift in marketing. Everyone told me, don't go to this company. You're like, you're, you're stupid. I mean, CEOs, advisors, friends. I, I, I don't know a single person that said, do this. Um, I think um, similarly with Blumira, everyone's like, why would you get in the sim space? Like everyone hates sim. (laughs) There's a hundred different vendors out there. Nobody does it really that well or effectively. And it requires tons of tons of expertise and tons of IT and security resources to deploy it effectively. It's expensive. Yeah, and it's expensive. And so um, I'm not going to say that some of these products don't work really well. But they only work really well if you have the team resources and expertise to actually get them deployed. And in what I saw in Blue Mira is, oh wow, an IT guy that was here for a year, uh, maybe has two to three years of experience, just deployed in about four hours. <laughs> Uh, without any support or help like that's democratizing security oh and we can deliver it at a cost point that's reasonable i'm not going to say we're cheaper necessarily most sim products you know it, it is commoditized but so was two-factor when i joined duo Um, and so that's that's really the the play here in joining blue mira in our go-to-marketing what we're doing is really helping organizations of any size And typically, our customers, you know, end up in the range between 500 and 2,500 employees. We have some that are more than that. And we have some that are less than that. But yeah, to to be able to in a couple hours have full detection and response capabilities, um, without having to go to training or hire someone that has expertise, like, that's just not something in the market today.
0: Well, and I, you know, that kind of dovetails in with, you know, the, the conversation we were getting into a little bit where it's good that you don't need to try to find somebody with a lot of skills and expertise available because well, there are none in the market right now, they're, they're all booked.
2: Yes. And the other thing with that is the reality that, yeah, most of the people in these roles now are coming in junior. They have some IT skills and no security experience. And so even, even from a product perspective, we provide the, the detection alert, right? So, hey, this is the problem. And then we provide a playbook on what to do. Here's the PowerShell script to go run on this host. Here's the information you need to do. Here's how to do the blockbuster mm-hmm. automatically do it. So that's the thing is actually servicing up what to do helps those people actually learn a, a new skill as well, uh, which is pretty unique if you think about it, because you're actually training your people through product. Um which is pretty, pretty impactful and useful to most organizations.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you've seen, you've seen that model come up a lot lately where, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, our buddies over at Detroit Labs that couldn't find app developers the way they wanted to. And so they started, you know, their apprentice program, uh, you know, to basically grow their own talent. Uh, you know, CBI, uh, and a couple other security companies started doing the exact same thing because of this shortage of talent all right, let's just go ahead and start bringing in people that might be green and don't have the skill set, but then we can build them and mold them exactly how we want them to be.
2: Yep. And that's, uh, and that's a great approach because then you can, you also can make them into what you need. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to reward them over time. Right. But, um, it's, it's great i think also from a people perspective i'm a i'm a big fan of bringing people in with lower skill sets and and up leveling them essentially and molding them in, in into what uh, mm-hmm. you need from an organizational perspective
0: well i mean that's kind of supposed to be your job as an organizational leader that's that's what you're supposed to be doing
2: <laughs> <laughs> but most mo- most most organizations that's not just not the
3: client, right think, right
2: so. so Randy, i got really this- quiet <clears throat>
3: This is outside of my wheelhouse for sure.
2: It is What's your not. Wheelhouse? Randy? It is too. What's
3: your wheelhouse? I, I am more. Uh, I'm a. By my day job is e-learning developer.
2: Okay, so you're a coder.
3: Uh, yeah, and I would say more client and customer support than and uh, documentation. Uh, than, cool.
1: Than you can say technical writer, Randy. That's not a bad thing.
3: Yeah, but when I say technical writer, people think I write like RFPs or. Spectres, no, no. things like I that. And I write that. customer documentation. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Hey, d- documentation is valuable. The other thing that I say. Because
3: God knows man, developers aren't going to write it.
2: Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, other, the most important thing about that, so I can really appreciate what you do. Like, number one, I got to the company and all their documentation was behind Zendesk. Uh. And, and I'm like, you're immediately creating a barrier to entry, right? Let's get all this on the website and publicly accessible. Number one, it makes it easier for customers to access. Number two, All the benefits of SEO (laughs) from all your documentation. So when someone Google searches for something like Apollo Alto Sim, even though one doesn't exist, guess who they find? Uh, it's not rocket science. Right. right? So things, things like that from um, a tweak, you know, perspective, technical writing is, uh, is highly underrated. Um, uh, you know, from my perspective.
1: So how soon before uh, so everybody realized cloud the word cloud was was marketing bullshit about to uh,
2: the cloud
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's just someone else's computer it's right someone now. else's computer yeah yeah how <laughs> soon is uh, how soon is zero trust gonna take that same uh get that kick to the curb because if you look at it what zero trust is it's you know identity access with two factor authentication it's 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 really this isn't rocket science,
0: right? Well, did we, you know, we talked about that, you know? Oh, it's it's the cloud, so it's shared web hosting from the early nineties, right? That's that's right. all. This. <laughs> and going yeah. going back even further, it's 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 getting time booked on the mainframe. That's that's all. <laughs>
2: I kind of laugh because, you know, zero trust, depending on who you ask, means a hundred different things. Yeah. And uh. my, when I was building the code of market, my joke was like, we might as well just insert the word security, <laughs> right? Uh, that's yeah. really what zero trust is. is It's a modern security model. Um, and so it's applying controls like access control with two-factor authentication. Um, depending on how deep you get into it, though, some of the things get really complicated, like micro-segmentation. Um, it's not, and, and there's products that are starting to make that a little bit easier, but like, yeah, most organizations I interact with on a daily basis still aren't segmenting their network, let alone doing micro-segmentation at an application level, right? Right. And, yeah, I see that face. It's like, what's, what's micro-segmentation? <laughs> um, and that's kind of the point is Zero Trust has all these principles that, that are pretty complicated and, and difficult to comprehend or understand what I'm supposed to do. Um, And so it's all about making those things simpler and easy to understand.
1: Well, because we got introduced to it from the guy that invented F five or that founded F five. Yeah, and then we started seeing. So he built a called Tempered Networks. He started built. He built a zero trust product. And then we started seeing like Cisco says we got zero trust, and then they say we got zero trust. And all of a sudden, it's like everyone is kind of gloms onto that that phrase, and it's like, and everyone was doing it different. And then finally, yes. it was like, all right, put it, out, pull the brakes. Who that? What the hell is it now? It, it's
0: all about the enterprise paradigms, Bob. That's 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 what it's all about. And <laughs> synergies. Don't and forget the, synergies.
1: They they, they pivoted. They pivoted. Yeah, they. they yeah, make fun yeah, of You have
0: to you see you see have it, pivot. You have to pivot the synergies yeah. to to change the enterprise paradigms. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, I, that's why nice. it's like insert the word security. It, all is it, zero trust is at, at its core. There's two things. There is real zero trust, and then there's the marketing term zero trust. And right. Essentially, the whole market, if you went to RSA Conference or Black Hat, every single booth said the word zero trust on top of it. <laughs> uh, <Ooh.
0: laughs>
2: yeah. so.
0: Look, we're differentiating ourselves just like everyone else. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: why I used to wear Hawaiian shirts to the punk bar. Although you guys were in black. You're conformist. I'm the one that's punk rock. <laughs>
2: And fundamentally, like there are some things you can look up. John Kindervach originally was, is known as like the founder or, uh, you know, I don't know what you call him of zero trust. Um, Wendy Nather uh, is is a great promoter of zero trust and talks about it in simple terms. Um, uh, Chase Cunningham at Forrester and Forrester has a framework for zero trust, which is pretty pragmatic. Um, uh, They do a pretty good job. And then Gardner has zero trust for networks, which is a component because um, Zero Trust came out of Forrester. So there's a little bit of uh, butting heads in regards to analysts as well. Um, but y- yeah, those are some different resources like to learn more about Zero Trust in general that is pragmatic and under- more understandable, I'd say.
1: I'm just happy uh, Fog Computing never took off. I uh, As soon as I heard it, I cringed and I cringed all the way through until it's, I think it's inevitable death. Um, if you, you never heard it, I take it.
2: No, uh, is it on the block? Uh, is it on the blockchain? <laughs> no, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> some uh, some engineer at Cisco was like doing a tweener product that was. It was I it's, guess
0: it's it's not quite valid. it's not quite on ground or on prem. It's not quite in the cloud. So it's the fog. No, I it, think
1: it was just hybrid IT, like you know, just it was a mixture of. I think that's what it was. I'll have to Google it afterwards because I completely lost frame of but it thank god it never took off like they were trying to push it for like a quarter and then it died because everybody like i think a couple people mentioned it on sales calls and they got the middle finger so like all right yep
2: not doing that not talking about that the number you know the number one thing that people in product marketing marketing and and building companies do is they don't talk to the customer Mm. (laughs) and so they they end up Building things that don't make sense to them, they end up building technology that doesn't work within their environment mm-hmm. uh, it's It's not rocket science,
1: and they don't talk it's, to sales they don't talk to the sales guys either. they just look at sales data. okay, this shit sold it must have worked
2: yeah, and that is that's one of the keys and why duo was so successful and similar at Bloomira is like all our engineers and our product teams and our leadership team and sales like we're all working together, interacting with customers on calls, and when you get that I, I was, When you get that synergy going, <laughs> is that one of your words? Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, it, it really changes that dynamic because like the engineering team's like, oh, wow, sales actually is valuable to us, you know, and then the other thing I'd say is the power of saying no, um, you know, I'm, I'm acting as SE right now for our sales team in, in a ton of different roles, right? Um, but we're okay with saying, hey, we don't have integration for you right now. We're gonna do that down the road. We'll come back to you, but focus on the customers you know you can drive and be help be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's another, you know, another thing that more product companies need to do is focus more on what's aligned with what they have today versus just selling stuff uh, that's not on the truck.
1: Yeah, and that was always everybody got excited about. You know, ooh, this is a you know. Well, the problem was too. You would talk to customers, and they want to know your roadmap, right? So as soon as they see something, two thousand twenty-four, and they're like, "I want that," and you're like, "Well, shit, that's not on the truck," you know. But that's what they want, and God knows they would never get delivered in Yeah, you can you
0: you can have it then, maybe.
2: Right. <laughs> By now, and then you can refresh it then.
0: Right. So, you
2: know. so that's that's the first thing I do with in any conversation about futures. Hey, here's one we plan to deliver, but I can't promise that yeah uh, and at, at duo we, we there was only one contract we ever signed in the lifetime of the company that was pending on doing a feature, and it was strategic to our business right It, it ended up being our epic integration, and that's yeah. it nothing else um and and so th- you know being able to to stand by that and live by that is um a it, you know pretty important principle to building good products
1: sure. So what have you been watching uh during the during the quarantine?
2: <laughs> uh me and my wife like to watch like tra- trashy reality TV. <laughs> nice. Uh sometimes it's good to, you know, watch other people. Um yeah i'm trying to think of anything else that's, think, that's things
0: things do. are weird but at least i'm not them <laughs> now,
1: supermarket sweep kind of changed right. my life the last i'm two i'm
0: weeks. i am not joe yeah. exotic i i am not anybody affiliated with him my light as weird as my life gets i'm i'm doing all right i'm i'm good yeah
1: my yeah. my hair doesn't look like that marcy darcy chick from uh super, supermarket sweep right
0: I'm not fighting international customs over my ninety day fiance i'm <laughs> oh.
2: what I find about the security industry though is like companies have tried to like get those commercials almost of those people, and I think that's sometimes funny. It's like what does Joe Exotic have to do with like endpoint detection <laughs> right um it's kind of crazy. Uh, well, they can relate to it. They go, "I know that guy. That must be a good." Well, oh, if
0: that guy uses a Cisco router,
2: <laughs> I, ho- I hope that's not how people are making product decisions. <laughs> that's totally how.
0: That's that's almost almost exclusively how that's going. I'm quite sure.
1: Michael Jordan eats McDonald's, so that must be a good hamburger. Oh, dude, I
0: can't. T- dude, I used to subscribe to. I used to keep a subscription to CIO Magazine just because I knew. My CIO subscribed to it. And so I wanted to be ready for whatever dumbass article he'd read that month that was going to be the flavor of the week that I was going to have to be prepared to shoot down, you know, in the next meeting that we were going into.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it it is some, a lot of it is pay to play, right? um a lot of those publications it's like that's essentially what you're doing is yep. paying for views
0: hey you um, buy a big enough ad you yeah we'll do a seven page spread on how phenomenal your product is sure
1: what did uh, the one thing that blew our mind uh davey and i got it was like a top 10 oh whatever <laughs> and you got to go to vegas and go on the stage and get your award but it was like 2500 bucks a head or something it was like five grand and it's like wait a minute so all these assholes that put this little trophy on their website, they just paid for it? Like yep. and it's like Silicon Valley review. Like these are like
0: Did you uh Power. did you did you just get the one on via LinkedIn yeah. the other day? That's yeah. I wanted I wondered if you got that too. And was yeah. Yeah,
2: I was like, I, yeah. I like the email I got today from the sales guy at one of the magazines. He's like, hey, we're gonna do an article on Blue Mira. We really like what you're doing. Uh oh, and by the way, we have this offer where if you want to pay you can you have rights to publicize that you were in the article right and i was like hey that's great we'll be in the article but like i don't have the budget i'm not gonna pay for this right and immediately he's like oh sorry have a great day (laughs) wait, wait. responded back i'm like wait wait. you said it was a free article
0: you have to pay to publicize that you were in this article how does how does that work like wait what
1: do you know how many if people realize So
0: I give you the content and then I have to pay you to tell people that I gave you the cent- d- 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 GTFO. GTFO.
1: If you realize that how many publications in town are buy full page ad, they I'll write an editorial are. about your company three months later. They all yep.
0: are. I know. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Rhymes with trains. <laughs> so I mean that I was gonna make a joke about that earlier, Patrick. Um, like, you know, how soon before you guys cut the $300,000 check to Gartner to get in their quadrant?
2: Oh, so at Duo, we never did the quadrants. And the reality yeah. is is you don't really fit. Like there is a newer space, I think, with one of them like XDR, which is extended detection and response. That's that's probably more the area we're in. So you don't fit in. Like as, an, as a company that's doing something different, you don't fit in quadrant. Old technology fits in quadrant, right? So uh, the desire to be in quadrant necessarily – in a lot of cases, isn't that high at this stage because you're just saying I copied everyone else and I'm not as good as them.
4: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Um, it is essentially, and I'm not really innovating. So like, yeah, I think there's a balance, right? Like, yes. Am I, do I have, you know, conversations at times? Yes. Uh, actively. Yeah. I'm we're not in the pay to play game, um, uh, right now at later stage, you get into that, uh, when you, you know, when you go raise a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. Uh, i think people people are wise to it
1: though i think people are wise to it um i worked for a SaaS vendor that was in the ueba space and uh they were they were the farthest right but they weren't top right so like all their marketing was you know how much did you pay for that you know what i mean and uh and everybody that's the first thing they say like i'm farthest right they're like yeah so what everybody pays you know yeah It, it, it held no credence at the customer site you had to prove out your poc and have a decent price and then they you know
2: what I what I can tell you is like uh Chase Cunningham running the Forrester Zero Wave, he runs a legit program. Like uh the best I've seen from an analyst perspective. Um uh where he's really getting hands on and diving in pretty deep. And most analysts real reality is is they never get hands on product, never touch anything. And they have, you know, they have some expertise but like not not necessarily deep uh, hands on. And so they're not necessarily the best to say what product actually is the most effective either um, uh, from my experience as well. That's not reflective of all analysts, but I think a, a significant part of them, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I guess let's paint a picture. Who Your perfect customer, obviously you gave us the, the seat size, right? 500 seats to 2,500 could be a little bigger, could be a little smaller. Yep. Um, do they have SOC analysts on site? Or are they hiring a third party to... To monitor the log files, I guess. Paint me a picture of, uh, yeah. you know, are they are they fed up and overpaying on on vendor X, or are they new to this game? Like, what's is there a perfect is there a perfect vendor or perfect yeah that's uh, customer
2: yeah that yeah that's a great question. Um, typically, you know, it's going to be an organization that might have anywhere between one and twenty people in IT. And believe me, I you know I I was there's a company that has uh, hundred fifty locations and has two people in IT. That's that's crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Right. Um, They have IT titles, right? And then we have customers that might have anywhere from zero to five people in IT security, um, uh, or security focused, right? Um, And so you know that's really the demographic of where we're playing most. What I see is we're starting to go up market now into these larger customers because the tools are too complicated. They're overwhelming it's not giving the analysts what they need and they're spending tons of time t- tuning and tweaking the existing products. And essentially like, you know, some of my friends have teams of people that have literally are sitting there three or four people responding to false positives all day long. Yeah. Um, and so that that's a real reality. So in, by nature, what's nice and it's organic for us is we're getting pulled into larger size companies that do have SOC uh, that have a more established or sophisticated sock because those people go and leave because they can make a ton more money somewhere else because mm-hmm. that's the security industry, um, likely a bigger company or a tech company or something of that nature. And now I don't have anybody to do the work they did before. And the existing tool set doesn't work for the team that they brought on. Um and so yeah that that's one interesting thing and it happened at Duo where we Duo's target market was 0 to 500 when I started and then we got pulled up to the point where we had 50% of the hospital systems in the US using the product Jeez. and every higher higher education across the US um so yeah that that you know that's you know where we where we fit in right now and where we're best is that you know five hundred to five thousand in some cases down to even a hundred hundred uh user organizations um and then in some cases into the five to fifteen thousand uh companies depending on the environment and need
1: cool anything else you got for us Well uh if not we'll we'll cut you loose but yeah this has been uh there's been a great convo we've been uh we've been typically just talking about covid for like the last three months so it's <laughs> It's nice to talk about geek stuff again. After a
2: while, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was laughing because I think earlier you were talking about like uh, the school aspect. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know this. My dad's a teacher. Uh, well, you wouldn't know that. But I think the unions are actually going to force the issue and shut down the schools regardless of what they want to do. Uh, teachers don't want to be a sitting duck and put their lives at risk. Um, well, and not so- only that,
0: but just liability.
2: Sure. Yep. Yeah. um And so I think the reality is, is like well, most kids are not going to go back to school. So, um you know, enjoy the time with them. I'm trying to plan ahead for winter right now because all the stuff you're going to want when it gets cold is going to be sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh So you probably should start thinking about that now.
1: <laughs> toilet paper. Buy all the toilet paper.
2: Well, I'm insulating my garage, putting a heater in. But that stuff, like heaters, are probably going to be out of stock this yep. winter. It would be my guess. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's
0: that's no. I mean, that's that's a huge thing. I mean, like, you know, my niece uh, is a teacher and I've got a bunch of buddies uh, and friends that are teachers and, you know, as confused and worried and, you know, freaked out and feeling uninformed as parents are. (laughs) Don't have any illusions that they are not in the exact same boat, if not worse than you are because you're worried about your kid or you know kids and going back to school they're worried about how am i going to handle a classroom Full of kids. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's. It- so
1: imagine the first week of parent drop off and then times that by about 35 million, and that's what it's going to be like.
0: Well, I've always said hell is an elementary school parking lot. So, yeah, there's. <laughs> For the first week, yeah. No, always. Always. <laughs> so, uh,
1: Patrick, where, where can we find you online? Obviously, Patrick Garrity at LinkedIn. And unless you want your, uh, hit the unfollow button, unless you want your feed filled with all your. Stuff. I'm just kidding,
2: I'm just yeah, no, no, I connect to almost every one that seems reasonable. Uh Patrick M. garrity on LinkedIn. You can connect to me. Uh Bluemira.com. Uh, that's B L
1: U M
2: I R A. Yes, B-L-U-M-I-R-A. Have you guys right.
1: registered B-L-U-E-M-E-E-R-A? You guys should oh, do that.
2: Oh, there's like a hundred different spellings. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the things when I was looking to coming to the company, I was like, hey, are you guys willing to change the name of the company? Um, and the, the founders were. Um, however, reality is is like hey the name works uh it's a combination of blue team and mira which is um vision and Spanish. Mm-hmm. um and so the idea is right uh you know vision into real real threats within your environment so uh we decided to roll with it uh I'm embracing it and it's a it's a lot of fun but yeah you haven't got to get, I think a lot of the domains are already registered um from what I've seen but there's about 100 different variations
0: well. Oh for sure
1: Gotta have the .co. Gotta have the .co. <laughs> it's where it's at. Or the .io these days. Right. Anyway, Patrick, this has been a great con, but we definitely love to have you back in the, in the future, but we uh, definitely appreciate shedding some light on the uh, security industry and about uh, Mirror. So yeah, thanks for... Uh, appreciate hanging out with us. If you want, we usually hit uh, topics of the week. If you want to hang out, you're more than welcome to chime in. Uh, we usually... All our pop culture crap and all our stories we read, so... More than welcome to hang out, or or you can drop off, and we'll uh we'll see you on the other side.
2: Yeah, I'll stick around for a little bit.
1: Awesome. So um, the bomb got dropped, Dave, and that you can mock me till the year the. See, I like admitting things when I'm wrong, and this was I couldn't have been more wrong. My whole life is flipped upside down. See, yeah,
0: I thought I thought you were trying to claim that you were having a Mandela effect moment with this one. Like oh, I, no, I, no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: so I sat and watched. Um. Randy, I sat and watched Saturday night Rocky won. Okay. 1976 Rocky. And if you ever sit and watched it today, it's kind of a trash film. It,
0: oh, it absolutely is.
1: It, it's garbage. Polly's. it makes no sense. It's kind of weird with Polly going, you balling my sister? Yeah. Like it's just, it's a weird movie.
0: Take it and to then, the zoo.
1: Yeah. I th- <laughs> I thought Rocky won at the end and then he didn't win. And I was like, what kind of bullshit is this like my whole like literally for my adult life I thought Rocky won at the yeah, end No, because if,
0: cause if he had won th- there wouldn't there would be no need for Rocky 2 <laughs> I thought he won the rematch then again. I knew he won too but like
1: literally I'm watching this and I'm like you just yelling Adrian and I'm like wait a minute like literally I was like and I couldn't go to bed for like another hour after that until like 3 in the morning because I was freaking dumbfounded about that stupid movie now I'm gonna get mocked for the rest of my life about that one that and godfather
0: i mean that 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 was a, a damn shame that you made it as old as you did and had never seen the godfather i mean that's i i still don't understand how you made that work
3: um, so if it
1: wasn't for what's going on i think in portland and seattle and chicago and baltimore we would the whole news would be freaking out about ufos um it's it's it if you're looking for it it's ufo galore like they have the the one is the gi joe
0: cube that keeps going in and out of the sun so yeah the borg uh, that that are apparently coming at us at, uh, they're coming at, yeah. and i'm still i'm still half convinced that's like a burnt out pixel in one of the telescopes that's pointed <laughs> out it but but i mean it's it's a better story if it's the borg coming to get us cuz you know what at this point in 2020 why the hell not cuz i mean if you look at the photos and the way they look i mean it does it looks like the borg cube Coming out of the sun, and they said it's what three hundred and fifty something times bigger than the Earth. Um, I'll lose
1: my geek cred. What is the I, I, what? I didn't Google the Borg. Dude, Star Do you Trek.
3: Watch Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah.
1: No, thank God I didn't. All right, I'm. I'm glad I asked that question. No. Okay. So yeah. Corner off your geek card. That's fine. I'll, I'll, Dude, I'm I'll I'll
0: not even a Star Trek, Trek fan, and I know who the Borg are. Like, I, I, but still. See,
1: with with me, it was the GI Joe energy cubes.
0: Or or the, the Transformers, the energon cubes. Yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so there's that. I mean, you know, the Pentagon says they're declassifying stuff and, and throwing it out there. Um, all I know is what a great time for Hulu to have just, you know, added all the seasons and the movies uh, of the X-Files. Because, you know, now I who needed sleep? Why not?
1: Did you watch <laughs> the uh, 4K videos from Mars? Yes. Or the 4K pictures? And one of the ones I watched, it was interesting because they're like, well, you know, a lot of people ask us, why not videos? Why send pictures? It's like, for one, because we can only transmit in 32K. And we can only transmit two two megabit per second, um, like for two hours a day or something when yep. it lines up properly. Um, and for one, the other one is they don't change the pictures; don't change. Nothing changes. So, like, what the video wouldn't matter because the picture is the same.
0: Right. Well, so and it's funny because now I'm envisioning a whole bunch of nerds at like Mission Control and NASA, kind of like us on like a 1989 dial-up waiting for like pamela anderson's boob to load like that's that's kind (laughs) of well the
1: one the funny thing was is they showed the two dead rovers one of them fell into like a sand trap and got stuck and died yeah and then the other one got hit with like a a sandstorm and literally froze to death and so like they're showing like the carcass of these rovers (laughs) and like taking pictures of it
0: um it, it's a thing but i dude i'm i'm here for it you know i've i've i i hope that, that you know maybe some of they finally come out and just go yeah they've been here the whole time they we've known the whole time that's how it's going to be cool
1: i've watched ancient ancient aliens enough to know that they're here, they've been here forever
0: well it's i've i've always said if you you know you just just do the math it is an extremely egotistical point of view to think that with all the stars and all the planets and all the everything across the entire universe, that we're the only ones that that showed up that had a brain, dude. And like I said, people, it's it's just been a, it's been an avoidance thing. Like we, I truly believe, like we are the Jehovah's Witnesses of the universe because we keep like knocking on people's doors, uh, going, "Hey, are you home? Hey, do you have a minute to talk? Hey, we're here. We just like to have a word with you." And so I I, I would avoid us too.
1: Did um did you see uh the meme of the week by the way?
0: Uh, um, that uh, the next Halloween movie is is going yeah. yeah.
1: So the next Halloween movie is going to be about Michael Myers being confused that no one's on the streets to kill, and then meeting some angry blonde lady yelling at him for wearing a mask. Yeah, I think that'd be a if you called that Halloween twenty twenty uh, Kenny Powers if you're listening. Uh, you wrote the last one that was kind of a trash.
0: I feel like that should be a South Park. That should that should be the episode South Park comes back with, (laughs) dude.
1: And I don't want to talk about masks anymore because I'm so tired of it. But what the hell's wrong with people? Like,
0: I mean, where do you want me to start?
1: (laughs) Some guy stabbed somebody because they told him he (sighs) wasn't wearing. Like, is this how far we've gone? Like, yep. People, people don't understand that private businesses have private have
0: rights. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like,
1: this is, they think they think Menards is a public park.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you 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 do not have a right to go into a store. You don't. That's no, not the how that works. That
1: get me is even the employees don't understand it because like if you're filming me and I work at Dairy Queen, and like I have every you can't like, I can ever I a right to film you and the employees don't even understand it. Well, like actually, no, you don't. This uh, private business.
0: Yeah. Well, and one of the point you're like one party recording is only permissible if you believe uh, that there is the commission of a crime happening. Yeah,
1: that's only in like half the
0: states. Like most states are no, but Michigan. Michigan is like that. Michigan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then like there's a lady that was wearing a mask at a dog park. There was a couple having lunch without masks. They were eating. Right. And she walks over and maces them in the face and then walks away. And like people think that this is.
0: Well, and people wanted to yell at Ric Flair because he wasn't wearing a mask while he was driving. Well,
1: he's driving. Like I thought, you're not supposed to. You when don't like... need
0: to. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I look side eyed at people that are wearing masks while they're driving by themselves in their car with a mask on. I'm like, are, are you that worried about making yourself sick? Like what, what, what's going on?
1: I saw a guy today with one driving, and I was like. Come on, man. Like, I guess good on you. But-
0: well, I mean, I get it, and maybe, maybe. I mean, if that's your way of never forgetting to put it on, is that you just don't take it off. Good for you. Um right. You know, me personally, I, you know, th- dude, they're not. Especially with like hot, humid days like today. Um, no, they're not comfortable to be wearing. So yeah, as soon as I get in the car, th- that effort's coming off. Um, you know, and I'm breathing in as much nice, cold, freezing air as I can.
1: I did buy one, by the way. I found it on Etsy um somebody's <laughs> making crown royal bags and putting a filter in them and making ba- uh, masks so i went and bought one
0: oh dude that started the bartending memes page somebody was selling those like the second week of march
1: oh the crown royal one <laughs>
0: yeah because <laughs> it was, was like oh my god yeah I, I finally found a use for all these damn crown royal bags that i've got laying well, around
1: speaking of <laughs> buying stupid shit on the internet um For some reason, you know how my feed comes across, and like I need to have that shirt. Yep. Yeah. So I go and buy that shirt, and it was like an eight nine dollar t shirt, and it was like four dollars, three dollars shipping. Right. And my wife goes, "You got something from Poland today?" And I go, "What?" And it's an envelope, and it's all in Polish. Every every, everything that's written and you know transcribed on the on the envelope, and I open it up, and it's my goddamn t shirt from Facebook. (laughs) And I ordered like maybe a week ago
0: dude a lot of them a lot of them are coming from overseas printing companies like and and that's so like that's one of the things to keep in mind cuz i've clicked through a few of those t-shirt ads and be careful and make sure you're reading the ad um, or the pages that you land on after you click the ad, because a lot of them are saying basically, Hey, this is the equivalent of a Kickstarter. And if we get enough orders, we're going to print these, not that, you know, we actually have them and they're in stock and they're ready to ship. And our estimated ship date currently is like two months from now.
1: If, if I had to do a Kickstarter for a super friends t-shirt, I'm going to send them a bag of my <laughs> shit. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, by the way, um I'm so mad at Trader Joe's right now. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Like <sighs> is, is it not is it funny or is it not funny? So like if you don't know what I'm talking about, Trader Joe's has like some some uh some Mexican food, frozen
0: food, and they, like, so they have, you know, they have like you know Asian food, and it's you know their brand, their in-house brand is Trader Mings. Uh, their 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 Mexican food is Trader Jose. Uh, and then what's the other one? Uh, Trader Giotto. Uh, for the Italian for the Italian section. Um, right. and 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 they're changing them all, or just eliminating them
1: but who looked at those and got angry they everyone like thought it was either cute or they didn't care
0: like like is chef boyardee gonna the the chef with the like is it, like is that going to have to go away now cuz
1: cuz it's spelled not right I,
0: I, I, like cuz it's a stereotypical italian guy whatever i cracker jacks I mean, was, come on
3: Get that rid was of actually cracker named jacks. after a person though
1: it doesn't matter. So was Aunt Jemima was named after a person.
0: Oh, and you know what? We did not shoot. The, this did not make the list because I, I forgot to email it to you. But I totally want to talk about this whole thing at Blake's. Um, so Blake's, uh, the, the place up in, I think it's Armada. Um, yeah, got all lit great up. Cider. Oh yeah, dude, they're phenomenal. Um, you know, and you know, you go apple picking. I mean, it's like a fall. You know, cider and donuts. I mean, like that's yeah, a tradition yeah. around here. Got all lit up uh, because they canceled uh, or requested somebody cancel an event on them. Um, social media then blew up um, all over them uh, because they were like, "Oh well, you just hate Trump and she's a Trump supporter, and that's why you canceled the event." And I'm never shopping there again. And rah 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 rah. Without reading, of course, without reading anything. Um, Nobody reads. Yeah, and so you know, one of the one of the family members actually put out a video uh, that, that described the situation. So basically, this lady wanted to hold. Uh, she told them she wanted to hold like a private uh, event, like a private little fundraiser thing, um, and everything was gonna you know it was gonna be small, tight, whatever. And then started posting on Facebook. Uh, she creates the event, you know, basically makes it look like Blake's is a sponsor of the event um, and announces that it's going to be a public rally with speakers and it's going to be this, that and the other thing. And so, no, Blake's didn't cancel the event because it was a a Republican holding the event. Blake's canceled the event because you told them you were having a small event and then announced that you were having a huge event. And that is not something Blake's is comfortable supporting or hosting at this time.
1: I honestly hope people read and and realize that that was the story because. Obviously, you know, I'm to the point in my life now where I'm I'm looking at eight different sources yep. before I even make an emotional judgment.
0: Well, it's me. like, you know, the the analogy that I gave somebody, I'm like, look, dude, like, you know, we're currently, you know, because we do, you know, we've got a couple of the studios open now. Um, and I said, you know, I said, if I tell somebody and they agree that, hey, there's the capacity in the studios right now is four, period, end of story. Anything above that, you're bringing people in via Zoom, um, and it is what it is. And then I start seeing posts on Facebook from them about how they're bringing groupies and they're going to fill the studio, and it's going to yeah. Guess who's not going to have a place to record? I mean, that's the
1: guys that guys that brought the drums in that one time. Well, right?
0: yeah. So, well, no, I, I'm just talking about it in the because I mean, you know, like you guys see, are anti you yeah jam yeah you know, we're anti music man. man. Um, but no, I mean, so I mean, I, I honestly, you know, with with the situation the way it is, you know, I can't blame Blake's in the least for you know not wanting a large gathering of people you know at their facility with all the stuff going on right now hell no
1: no i i hope honestly they're they're good business they make good product i hope that they uh people read and understand what what the truth was um dave did you i, I heard you went on a road trip to houston last week
0: to houston
1: yeah, for the uh, the drive-through strip club. Oh, um,
0: <laughs> i was trying to remember which story that was, um, dude. I loved the photos.
1: No, the photos the worst. So I got to paint this picture, so it's not even like a drive-through. Like when you no, go, no, it's, like it's the area. alley
0: outside the strip club.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's so imagine so picture this. You have pipe and drape. I don't even know if it's pipe and drape or if it's just like vinyl that they wrap, and then you have bike fence, which is, like, the, the barricade... Yeah, the bike racks, like, yeah. ...parade. Um And then you have, like, this girl's, like, leaning over the bike rack, like, like that sexy stuff. And you have cars. Right and there was just the a dude
0: sitting there in his car, like, eating a thing of nachos, watching. <laughs> I just... I, this is where we've got... Like, I'm sorry, like, are you not aware of the internet? Like, do you not know? You know, have you never heard of camming? Like, did you not... I yeah, I'm I'm floored that, that 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 was actually going on.
1: It's so stupid. I mean, honestly, look at it's a, and this might seem like a gimmick, but it's a serious business.
0: I more power oh. to you, and and I'm sorry that is not, dude. My favorite story of the week, and I absolutely this is this is the moron. Um, a lady goes to rentahitman.com dot <laughs> com because she's angry with her ex husband. Uh, and fills out the little contact form. That's a,
1: that's a real site with a real form. Oh, know?
0: yeah. No, yeah. No, this is this is oh, no yeah. joke. Uh, and so goes to rentahitman.com, fills out the form uh, that she'd like some uh, help solving the uh, problem uh, that she has with her ex-husband. Uh, so the person running the website basically just takes the form and gives it to the Michigan State Police. Uh, Five
1: grand? She, that's all she offered?
0: <laughs> well, no, but wait, there's more. So the, okay. the contact form gets routed to the Michigan State Police. Michigan State Police set up an undercover um have somebody meet her pretending to be a hitman uh she offers five grand to have ex husband killed and of course immediately gets taken into custody people do not know like, like i can't even fathom the the logic that went through somebody's head that thinks that rent a hitman.com was an actual thing to hire somebody to kill people
1: rent a hitman the fact that that like what, what's next like you know like Buy like oh yeah, wait—that's already Wayfair. I was gonna say buyakid.com.
0: Nice. No, that's I, like I'm like that's like I'm like that's I'm I'm almost I'm almost mad at the police departments for not setting having set that up site that set set that site up directly. Although I guess that might be entrapment if they do it, um, but. Like it's that's almost like the security the security equivalent of a honeypot, like just like leaving like leaving a system out there that you know that somebody's going to be able to get into just so you can catch them and and do whatever you want with them.
1: That was to catch a predator, like you know, I'm
2: 13. That's okay. Come on over,
0: okay. Why don't you have a seat?
2: (laughs) I I, um uh, during. Early COVID, I was thinking of April Fool's, right? And the joke I came up with is everyone wanted to switch, including... I really wanted to switch and I couldn't get one unless I paid like $700, right? And so I'm like, I'm going to create a, a website called getaswitch.com. I literally created the site, right? And then, like, once you click a button to go to shop it base, and add it to the cart, it's basically like April Fool's. No, I, I, don't, I only used my social channels, and I was like, hey, I just got a switch here, everybody. Check it out. Send it out on Twitter, Amazon, or um, Facebook, and, and like then."
0: How, how and many people wanted to kill you?
2: Uh, four, four, 400 people uh, opened it up. Uh, and of that, I think 225 added to cart.
0: That's hilarious. Um,
2: yeah, I think the I think the reality is is like when I was about to launch, I was like, oh shoot, I I just realized I'm running a big fishing campaign.
3: Yeah, basically, I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, that's that's all it really was. <laughs> and Out of those uh,
1: 220, 47 of them went to rentahitman.com. Right. <laughs> well,
3: I guess this website has apparently stopped something like 130 plus murders wow, because people are using cool. it to try and get just a hit. You
2: think people are stupid? Then you <laughs> you find out that. Hey, there's still um, people that think COVID isn't real, so,
1: <laughs> so did, did you see the uh the guy from that went to the Detroit Casino and he did like the uh Johnny Knoxville old man costume? Um, with the dude,
0: I love this grand. that was amazing.
1: He uh basically he looks like more like Spike Jones than than Johnny Knoxville. Have you ever seen Bad Grandpa or any of the Jackass movies? Um what the hell was he doing? He was basically targeting people enrolled in the VIP program. Uh, that, yeah,
0: like, and was- and stealing their credentials, um, yeah. and getting in, and and because he was wearing a mask, he just you, you know nobody because nobody questions the old guy, you know, sitting there. You know, it's sort of like the the story we talked about last week with all the kids that are, you know, spray painting their hair gray or putting on grandma or grandpa masks and walking in, you know, putting a mask on um and walking in and buying booze cuz who's going to check ID on somebody that you know, looks like they're 65 70 years old.
1: See, if I'm going to do that, my ass is driving straight home. This dupa goes to Pegasus Tavern Changes it in the bathroom and then comes out with a huge-ass duffel bag.
0: Yeah, not not the smartest individual on the planet. Not, not right. going to lie.
1: And like with all this shit in it and, like, 30 grand in cash, it's like, dude, at that point, drive the F home.
0: Yeah, like, just get in the car in full costume and just leave. Just be gone.
1: Right. Change the 8 on your license plate to a B, like, you know, <laughs> and then leave. Oh, there was a guy that came to my house once. We needed a locksmith because my I had all this like junk in my key in my lock. His license plate was like eight B eight eight BB eight eight. I'm like, Oh, you steal some shit, don't you? <laughs> like like for real. Like I looked at him like going, Do I want this guy with like key imprints to my house? I'm like <laughs> I, I'm amazed that they let him do that. Oh, you want to feel old by the way? Um No Caddyshack, Caddyshack turned forty.
0: So and did Back in Black. Back in Black turned 40. I heard, uh, I heard that on, uh, they were actually talking about that on First Wave. They were like, hey, we know it's not a First Wave band, but you know, everybody had this album, Back in Black turns 40 years old on Saturday. And I was like, oh.
2: That's older like than it. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Get out. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. I know, it's my bedtime. I should go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, You know, speaking of uh, favorite stories,
0: did you see about the Clippers'
1: Uh, uh Lou Williams?
0: Uh, which one? No. Oh, in the, yeah, I shot that link across. Yeah. Um, and now he has to, he has to quarantine, miss two games, forfeits $150,000 in salary because he decided to go pick up food, um, at a strip club.
1: No, no. It was his grandpa's funeral. That's how he got out of the bubble.
0: That's, yeah. But then he went and picked up food yeah. at a strip club. Right. And, and took pictures with people.
1: <laughs> if you listen to Mike Valenti today on one, it was, Hysterical, like they're basically like going. Is there anything like your favorite food on the planet? Cause he kept because he tweeted himself at the strip club. Yep. Then he tried to say it was an old picture, and then said,
0: deleted the them picture? both. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but then it was like, oh man, the wings are so good. He tried to use that as his alibi, just how good the wings are. Really? Are they
0: one hundred and fifty thousand dollars good?
1: Right. So then they went on Yelp, and apparently, like that's people go to the strip club just for the wings, they're that good. But they're like, is there any food?
0: Yeah, and, and everybody right. went to Hooters for the chicken sandwiches. Yeah, that's that's totally I, what I, I like <laughs> am I am I
1: the only one that likes their wings? Like I swear to God. Um but he not even he's only gonna he's gonna forfeit a hundred and fifty grand and like they got a shot of the title this year, like in the shortened season. So like yep. freaking dupa. Like well and
3: what was it the-
0: Room. Yeah. Well, what is it like? I think it's uh 14 people in the uh, Marlins organization, uh, including players and front office staff, have now all popped positive. Um, and I guess the uh, I think it's the Philadelphia Phillies that played them yesterday uh, that now had to cancel their home opener uh, because now they ha- now they have to quarantine. Oh,
1: just enough. Go, get on. Get go. G- please get. The End of this year, just end it has ended now, it make it 2021. <laughs> I told longest, you, longest year ever. Seriously, I swear to God. Um, so is there true? I, I don't know if there's truth to this rumor or not, but like, I guess the next trilogy is going to be 2023, 25, and 27,
0: right? Um, well, and it's weird because it's coming at a time when you know, this story is coming at a time where you're seeing. A lot of rumblings and rumors about unrest uh, within Disney and Lucasfilm uh, about Star Wars. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors that are like, you know, that, you know, Kathy Kennedy might be on her way out. Um,
1: I she already got out. Which, well, crossed.
0: Well, and you know, and let, let's be honest. I mean, at this point, I think Favreau and Fatone, you know, Filoni have kind of have earned the right to hold those keys, and you know, I think they've proven themselves with Mandalorian that you know, and and well, God and God knows, Favreau did it with Marvel. Um, yeah. You know, he you know he's proved he's proven that he knows how to oversee an arc of a series and, and make it work. Um, you know, so I, honestly, my hope if it's another trilogy. I hope they go way back. Like, I hope it's Old Republic stuff. I hope it's, you know, maybe gets into the, you know, the Darth Plagueis, you know, and and, and the rise of the Sith and all that stuff. Because, I mean, that's... You almost if it's truly going to be a trilogy, then, OK, we're going to have a whole new set of characters because they've said a million times the whole Skywalker saga done gone over with. Um, so I don't see it being a continuation following, you know, Ray or anybody else. You know, you've got the the news that hit last week that uh, they're bringing uh, Glover back uh, to do a, a Han Solo series on Disney Plus. Um, is that
1: with the Kenobi one or is that?
0: No, they're doing a Han Solo series. Oh, I mean, excuse me, a, God, excuse me, a Lando series. Sorry, f- forgive oh, me, Lando. Um, and so, you know, so, uh, you know, d- so don't don't keep going in that space that beyond go back and, and get creative with some of the history and, and do, you know, do some of the stuff. That, so, I mean, I, I who knows? I mean, they they may just pick it up where it left off and do whatever the hell they want to do. That's what they tend to selling, do because we're all going to be there, yeah. asses in seats for the very first showing and, and drooling all over ourselves. We absolutely will.
1: And then uh, Jamie's going to bitch about it. And we're going to tell him to <laughs>
0: to shut up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, what else is going on? I'm looking. At...
0: Uh, so, well, and, well, so one of the, you know, you were just talking about masks. And I will say this. So, you know, like, uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, we've got Rocky the Dennis movie. We <laughs> know the old 90s cartoon. Uh, no. So we've got, uh, you know, our studio in the Detroit shipping company and over in Northville uh, are open. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time at DSC this weekend. We had shows recording Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and it was really good uh, to see. I mean, it was good to see how busy it was down there. Um, you know, I mean, Cass Corridor has been. You know, I think I, I think I shot you a note at one point uh, a couple weeks back when I went down there to put the TV in, and I was like, "Dude, Cass Corridor looks like we remember it." You know, from the late '90s, early 2000s. There's nobody anywhere, and it's just dead. Um, you know, there were, you know, pedal pubs galore, uh, pulling up to, you know, DSC all four nights. Um, you know, and, but the cool thing was, was even as, as busy as they got, I, I will say 98 percent of the people were very, very cool um, about wearing their masks and, you know, making sure that they were wearing that I was sitting at the table, not wearing a mask, but then getting up and popping it on and, you know, going to one of the places to grab food or, you know, whatever, walking outside for a smoke. Um, You know, there were a couple of people uh, that, you know, I saw throw a little bit of a hissy fit because they do. They have signs on the doors. uh, Hey, uh, no mask, no entry, period, end of story. Um, And a couple of people wanted to push the issue and got bounced. Um, you know, and, you know, or, you know, they've got
1: the signs that say, don't be a story on Instagram underneath that.
0: Yep. And, and I mean, that's, that's reality. I mean, it's, you know, and, and, but they're, they're doing a really good job with it. And, and it's good to see, you know, those, you know, those restaurants getting traffic and getting businesses and getting customers again. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was phenomenal. I, dude, I, it, it was the best of times and the worst of times, you know, being back in the studio. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. To be sitting behind a mic in the studio again, but then there's also these super high levels of anxiety of being around strangers again, um, you know, and just and how that's going. So, I mean, it's, you know, so far so good uh, and and we'll see how that goes. But it's at least the, uh, you know, from what I've seen, quote unquote, out in the wild, uh, you know, I stopped by. Um, whiskey one of the nights uh, you know after after doing a couple recording you know doing a couple shows um, everybody there you know you can't sit inside so everybody's out back on the patio um, every single person has a mask in their pocket uh, and as soon as you know they, they stand up to go walk in and place an order everybody's popping it on uh, you know you can't play the jukebox uh, from the jukebox you have to have the touch tunes app um, you know there's a little mat there's a little uh, it's great in fact it's uh, John pipe and brock that programmed it for them there's a little as soon as you load Touch tunes and pick the pick whiskey in the jar. Little pop up comes up and says, "Hey, welcome back. Happy to see you. Now go wash your damn hands. <laughs> you gotta wash your hands in general in that place." Yeah, so I mean, it's it is. I mean, it's it's good to see. It's good to see people doing the right thing because I mean, I think we do. We we see too many stories on social media. Of the idiots that are yelling at the clerks or yelling at the greeters or you know just being jerks about it in general, so I mean I'm I'm happy when when you know when I'm I'm, I'm happy ha- I'm happy to see people not throwing a hissy fit.
1: You have the point oh 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 one percent or buttholes, and that's the only thing that that makes the media because that gets the clicks, right? You know, nobody wants to see like Johnny did what he's supposed to do, right? Like, nobody gives a shit about that. <clears throat> they want to see freaking Chad and Karen yelling at right. You know, um. By the way, did you see? The most amazing uh, is this is the 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 best uh, title of a art news article in 2020, hands down. I think this one wins. Um, man steals massive dildo from sex shop and he's still at large, dude. They had to say still at large.
0: It's I think it's phenomenal. So it's it was a shop in Vegas, if I recall correctly, right?
1: Yep. He's a ma- he's a masked thief so and dude, it's he was proper
0: and it, yeah, he's wearing his mask. Uh, it is three feet tall. It is 40 pounds. Like that's. That's a rather large object.
1: I want to know when did they get to the point where like no bigger, no bigger, and then okay, stop. Okay,
0: that's 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 video as video big as it can possibly be. Um, no, and it's There's like
1: video footage of it too.
0: Oh yeah, oh which is phenomenal because he does. He literally just walks in the store, picks it up. And walks out of the store with it, <laughs> um, it on his shoulder. Yeah, like it. Like is this like? Remember when like the, it was all the rage to try to steal one of the big boy statues, or you know, stealing road signs and that kind of stuff. Like, is this just something that you know? I I, I have to know. Like, was the guy drunk? Was he on something? Was this a dare? So casual. Totally oh yeah, it's, a dude. Yeah, he just uh, yeah. It's not like he's not furtive about it at all. Like he's not like you know looking around. Like dude, just like <laughs> strolls in throws this giant wang over his shoulder and strolls right back out.
1: You know, this reminds me of when we were in our early twenties and magic Mike, we were at old shillelagh and it's two in the morning and we go back to our car and he goes, shit, how's this going to fit? And we look back and he, he took one of the chairs, <laughs> and he, just, he took it all like one of the, the, the lower chairs. He just like on his way out, just grabbed it and walked out with it. But like, Apparently, this is a this thing retails for twelve hundred and fifty bucks at this shop.
0: So I, I believe that that makes this a felony theft because it's over a thousand dollars in value. And so you know, he's the, screwed. And
1: of course, the last line is: if the crook gets caught, he'll surely be subject to the penal
0: code. They Thank you. That will be here all week. But, um, um. So I, I guess just uh, we don't normally talk a whole lot of sports, but so let me get this straight. Uh, Dan Snyder, uh, and, and his boards, his board of directors, and, and all the people, uh, for the Washington Redskins have been holding very, very, very high level, in depth, like real, like around the clock meetings, uh, because they finally acknowledged that the red, the name Redskins is offensive and they should change the team name. So they had like 10 days worth of meetings. And at the end of that 10 days, the best they could come up with is, you know what, guys, we're, uh, we're gonna call ourselves the Washington Football Team this year. That's that's what we're Best gonna do.
1: The meme is, uh, you know, like the 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 cartoon monkey with the sideways eyes, or whatever. yeah, it's the one that goes. it's like wow what a lazy group of people that's a stupid name what a stupid logo and then cleveland browns be like (laughs) 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 Like, washington football team i go was that a joke i go i thought i thought it was like a barstool sports joke no it's real
0: no it's real and and i mean but here's the thing like so how much and again like there's the there's the, the 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 cynical conspiracy theorist in me that's like okay how much of this is just to sell a shit ton of merchandise for a single year um, They
1: become the dc hogs the next year uh, right
0: you know that you know they because the, it's you know that you know they'll be collector's items you know that was the you know the year the team was forced to change and you know it's going to be this that and the other thing I and
1: don't know, did they try to go the soccer tip like detroit city football club like did they try to think that that was being like inventive
0: i dude i don't know like i mean the dude new york is always you know it's the new york football giants it's it's not the new york giants it's the it's that's
1: the, berman that's not them
0: no that's that's always been. their announcers have always done that too yeah um so i mean who Little knows people
1: have been protesting by the way outside of a giant stadium for months now i heard
0: oh i'm sorry
1: it's little people have been protesting. Oh, I thought it'd be
0: really tall people that were that were protesting against no. the Giants there because it's yeah. um, well, and then I guess uh, I did. I, I, I do love what a couple of stadiums have done, and and could, again, got you got to love the you know the necessity is you know breeds invention and all that kind of stuff. Some of the stadiums have come out with hey, um, for you know twenty bucks, forty bucks, whatever. Uh, put a picture of your, like, we'll basically do a cardboard cutout of your grandpa or you know whoever, and or you know, and and put them in the stands uh, while the games are going on. Um,
1: Dodgers Stadium did that, yeah, and that's
0: been. That, I think that was really really cool, and you know, there I thought,
1: has it. Forty of them tested positive already for COVID.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I saw the one that had uh, Miguel Cabrera was one of them that was uh, that was sitting in the front row. Um, but no, I, th- I think that's really. You know cool. I hate more than anything.
1: I hate it more than anything. Soccer's doing it too because I'm watching MLS now. Okay, I'm finally feeling like a normal human being watching all this baseball. I'm watching whoever I, whatever I get my hands on. I'm watching it. The freaking Zoom pictures of like me, and they put it on the scoreboard, and it's me going, "Yay!" I think I bitched about it last week. Going, you did. I bitch about it again. I don't care. It needs to stop knock it off
0: i mean I, well i i just want to know what that process is like are they hooking into like the like a, a zoom call that the team organizes and then they're picking people at random and throwing it started I, with the nfl
1: draft and i hated it then and i hate it now even though like it's not it doesn't make it any better like because like who did who asked me did my wife ask me she goes are you going to download the app to like boo and cheer and i go they're wait not what doing, they're wait not yeah. wait what that.
3: There's an app you can download, and uh, there's a guy inside this the arena who will monitor the app reactions and p- trigger the appropriate sound effects. Like he'll push the cheer button if enough people in the app cheer, or he'll push the boo button if enough people in the app.
1: <laughs> that needs to be. We need to make that a thing. We have like what we have like two hundred thousand listeners of the show, and we have like nine thousand people on LinkedIn. We need to make it. We're just constant boo. Just, just take day. it over. Just, and just to day. be jerks,
0: we'll take it over and run with it.
1: I'm sure someone you could you could write stupid code for that crap, can't you? Uh,
0: yeah, you're, once again, you're welcome, Chris Osgood. Um, the uh, what was? I, I didn't see any games like this. I heard that Fox was going to be throwing digital fans, uh, like CGI, in the stands. I did not. I
1: d- I thought in the out. So when I was watching the one game on Fox Sports Detroit, the outfield looked like it had. It wasn't all one color seats okay so like i don't know if that was digital fan like because it was supposed to be off the mlb game from ea sports okay um i didn't you know it didn't i don't know it wasn't that bad like you know like right now i'm watching the tiger game it's just blank seats there's nothing and there's um i could barely hear like a crowd murmur because they're like um the games from Cincinnati like the crowd murmur was loud the worst thing though like I, I gotta throw this out there the worst thing about and I'm a, I'm a baseball nut I love the game is typically when there's a home run hit the crowd knows before the announcers right so you know if the right crowd, you know, guy jacks when the crowd starts going nuts um, don't isolate that by the way um, <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: Let's see. That'll be the one twenty three mark.
1: <laughs> so so the guy you know like hits a it's, it's a bomb and like the announcers are like it's like this time delay like he's already rounding third base and like hey it's a home
0: run right
1: because they you know they haven't you know otherwise it'd be like it's just kind of like it's, the goals in soccer too are just as bad shoots a goal and then the guy pushes the button in the in the PA booth. And then like a minute later, there's cheering.
0: Right. Well, and I, you know, and I guess you know the other story that I that I thought was, I mean, it's, dude, it's it's depressing as shit if you think about it. Um, you know, especially you know you know we touched on schools, you know, and is there going to be another you know overall shutdown and that kind of stuff? Um, I guess there was a a survey that came out that basically said sixty percent of restaurants that have closed uh, over the last four months uh, due to COVID are permanent like those those restaurants are never coming back. Um and I you know if if we do go through another shutdown that number is going to climb a lot higher.
3: Yeah, how can and, people uh, come back? Something like 800 in the Metro Detroit area have permanently shut down.
1: How are yeah. they going to come back like if they shut we shut down again? Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that was enlightening is when I was talking to most people that we either work or you know I'm sure you've talked to them too they were like, yeah, we're at about 70%. And I'm like, that's a lot better than I thought it was ever going to be.
0: Like, you mean like restaurants and bars in general?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. much everyone I talk to. But like, it's really pissing me off because like my daughter uh, just got a job at Kirby's down the block. And I thought she'd make Mad Bank. And she's working like five, six-hour shifts coming home with like 22 bucks, like a handful of pennies. We're like, what? Like People are like, they're, not, they're tipping a dollar. And they're bitching about this. Dude, there's, there's,
0: there's a lot of that going on, Um, you know, and it's, and it's weird. Like I've seen, I I was talking to some of the bartenders at DSC uh, and just, you know, asking them, you know, how things are going and that kind of stuff. And there is, I mean, there's, there's, and and I think, you know, people Well, especially now um, people are getting a lot more nervous and tight with things because, you know, the, uh, the extended PUA, the unemployment thing, I think that wrapped up Friday, if I recall correctly. Well,
1: like yeah but i mean yeah. like i even told her like we, we we sat down at a restaurant for the first time since this whole thing broke but they it was they had a garage the garage doors open it was miguel Ca- miguel's canteen on rochester hill okay and it was like a 40 dollar bill and i tipped 20 yep uh, right so i'm like god i got one dinner i tip more than you made all day today i go i know you're just throwing conies out he was, right he goes you wouldn't even believe he goes it's a dollar three for coney they're putting a dollar ten on the table like i'm like what like it blows my mind. Like literally, I'm like, I don't get it. And they're mad that everybody's yelling about this. You forgot this. You didn't put this. Yeah. Like I don't get it. I it just was so you
0: know grateful. what? Be be grateful you're not at home making it your damn self for once. That that's how it should be.
1: Yeah, we had a young kid who was a waiter, and he kept a, he apologized for everything. And I'm like, Bud, we're just happy to be out. Yeah, like, dude, you're it's
0: good. I get it. It's not your fault. You're yeah, like relax. In no rush. We're in no rush. Well, but that's because, like, dude, we get it, and and a lot of people like we're not the jerks you know we're not karens and chads and yeah
2: i, I but like I, one one thing i'd say here is i think too the aspect of like you, you and sorry if i'm getting too serious but um man. yeah you do look at it's like you know my babysitter uh who we use got laid off she's not paying getting paid twice as much by the government right and that's gonna get that's getting cut off now but it's like yeah. People are spending not within their means think, based on more income coming in. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so we're probably just going to see it more as, as that, uh, that additional money stops because, you know, I think the aspect of people on the, on the lower scale of paid, there's less access to jobs now as well with these restaurants. Right.
1: Well, not, uh, it's not that I had a handyman to the house. And he's like, whatever you want, it's going to cost double because I can't get guys off their couch while they're getting paid.
2: Yep. Yeah. I was like, oh, a, come on. It's created this dynamic in the work, workforce that's really tough. And I think the challenge is they need to come back to work because this money, the same money is not going to be there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a weird dynamic right now in the workforce. Well, that article
1: said as of July 10th, there was 26,000 restaurants are closed. Yeah. Well,
2: people, people, so I still eat out, but I, I get delivery, Right. Uh, and so yeah. I, I, I kind of recommend, like, you give them a $20 tip, right? Um, One of the
3: things I don't understand is, like, a lot of restaurants, when this first happened, they, like, switched to carryout. But now that they can do dining in again, they stopped doing their carryout. Like, keep doing the carryout because not everybody's going to be comfortable dining in.
2: Margins. Yeah. Margins.
1: It's all about well, money. Put, putting those boxes together. That was the best thing people those places did was, like, a yep.
2: like a family of four, 40-box. You know, um, yeah, their own version the, of Blue the, Apron the, the, and HelloFresh, yeah. Have you have you heard of the cloud kitchens and what they're doing there? Yeah,
3: yep. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it yeah, a few times on the show.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty cool. I mean, from yeah, my got, but it change, it completely changes the restaurant industry. Right? Yeah, they, yeah. Well, Ghost
1: kitchens
0: is what you usually hear them as. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got Chili's wings like three weeks ago. We talked about it because it's called it's just wings, and I'm like, then it ended up coming from Chili's after I googled it. I'm like, God bless it.
0: Well, no, but I mean, I mean to your point, though, Pat. I mean, Patrick, that's a that's a real thing. I mean, you know, as these, you know, as these restaurant closures become permanent, there aren't those jobs for people to go back to. You know, that that are looking to come back off unemployment and that kind of stuff. And it's it's going to get weird. I mean, it's you know, I you know, you couple that with, and like I said, you know, I I fully expect the bottom is going to fall out of the commercial real estate market. You know, within the next six months, as you know, you're seeing more and more companies that are realizing they don't need an office building they don't you, need office space
2: can you still say hashtag learn to code or is that
0: <laughs> yeah well, yeah depends on who you depends on who you say it to bob that's the, apparently the call I, correctly
2: I, crazy crazy moment of the week and you know it's getting crazy when you're on a zoom call with a prospective customer and they pull out an mp5 fully loaded <laughs> i was like Whoa! And I'm on a Zoom call, right? Uh, like, when did that become acceptable or normal? Yikes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's... I mean, that's a sign of... of uh, I think people have a little bit too much time in their house.
1: I had a Glock uh, on my desk for a while. Like, hey,
2: it's a Hey, I, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, whoa. <laughs> he got me.
0: Yeah. Um, Wasn't quite uh, expecting that on the call. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, there's, uh, a, there's a guy that worked, um Worked with me at uh, the last job where like every time he came back on Monday, he showed videos of whatever he had assassinated over the weekend, the milk jugs and the tool sheds and the, with whatever arsenal he had. And I'm like, man, when the shit goes down, I'm coming over to your house, bro. Like we're good, right? We're good.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, it's my bedtime. I'm going to go. Hey, it's been great. Yeah.
1: Thanks, thanks right. for hanging out, man. Awesome. Thanks, Patrick. We appreciate it. We'll put all your details on the, on the post show. And then, uh, thanks for all the insight. Uh, we appreciate you.
2: Yeah, anytime.
0: Take care. Yeah, have a good rest of the week, man.
1: So, Dave, what's your thoughts on uh, some states are talking about <clears throat> stopping booze sales at 10 o'clock? Because, you know, 10 o'clock, no COVID, 1001 COVID. I don't <sighs>
0: get it. Well, so I <clears throat> I understand some of the rationale behind it where it, it's kind of like, you know, okay, yeah, beer COVID, beer with side of fries, not COVID. Um, right. You know, people are less likely to be ordering food you know, after after ten PM unless it's the, you know, one, two A. M. Lafayette trip after you've after you've already been king. Um
1: Well I love how uh, did you did you hear like what Como said he's like uh, you know, a six-piece wings not gonna cut it. We're like, wait a minute.
0: Well, because like, you saw what a lot of people like. Which food? Dude, a lot of people started adding. They were literally calling them like Como chips and Como fries and Como this. Um, <laughs> and it was like it was like you could buy like two wings for a dollar. Um, or you know, like you know, uh, I think like some of like there were like thirteen French fries for a dollar. Like just dumb shit. Um, you know, and it's
1: it makes about as much sense as everything else. Yeah,
0: exactly. But I mean, it's you know, and I do I get it because I mean the whole point the thing they're trying to get to and 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 i've seen it um you know you, dude you know like you know you get enough drinks in you without food and you know you get a little less careful you get a little bit less cautious and suddenly you're throwing your arms around people and saying hey and hugging and all that kind of stuff um and and that's where your danger points are um you know well, but they were showing uh on fox sports they were showing like
1: nemos and tin roof and all that mm-hmm. and like you know Basically, there were ghost towns.
0: I was like, were there? Pe- I was gonna, yeah, were there people actually there?
1: There was like Nemo's. I, there was, I, they didn't show the patio; they showed inside. I think they showed four patrons. There was like two people at the one bar stools, and then like six feet, and then two people at those bar stools, and that was it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. Like Tim D-
1: Roof's got the whole beer garden thing, so like there was people there, but not a lot. Maybe, uh, maybe a dozen.
0: Well, I mean, like you know, like yeah. DSC. I mean, so they've been, you know, they're closed on Mondays, Tuesdays now, um, and they didn't even, you know, they. Did, it's not like they changed gears and opened up for today because you know why? Why? Why bother? It. It. It wouldn't have been worth it.
1: Yeah the stupid texts i get in my life i swear to god the kentucky fried chicken crocs are coming out on 7 to 28 oh god end of july i so remember that conversation least, um, it's crocs that look like fried chicken yeah like and i'll be the idiot that has to buy them of, of course you are I'm not uh,
0: there's no no doubt in my mind
3: anyway. uh what do you think about uh slack going after microsoft teams i think it's funny like what has slack added since teams came out nothing they changed the layout a little bit
1: well they're whining they're whining about like oh teams is eating our lunch and it's like everybody's moving to teams and teams is adding functionality by the day just they're they're listening to their customers so here's the here's the here's the here's the 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 paradigm that's going on in the world if you're a if you're a g suite in a slack shop somehow you're you're techie and you're cool and if you're a teams in a 365 shop you're 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 old and curmudgeoned. Yeah. Um, you know, which I don't really get the whole corporate G Suite's just not there yet. It's, it's just garbage. Not, yeah. It's not even like, you know, when I get like G Suite invitations for like meetings, like it's yeah. it's trash. I can't it, it does zero you'd think G Suite would be like, okay, cool, we're gonna out, we're gonna do Outlook integration better than anyone, right? And we're gonna make a cleaner interface and it's not, it's trash. And Slack hasn't done shit. Right, you're right. So like, you know. Teams is such a great tool at this point. Yeah. Voip is a little screwed up right now. Like you, you can't deploy Voip perfectly, but yeah. once they once they nail that, oh, it's it's going to be yeah, it's going to be money.
3: Yeah, and the the whole antitrust thing, like I don't understand because this functionality already exists in the Office 365 environment. They're just consolidating Skype and SharePoint basically into a new app called Teams.
1: Yeah, and they're killing Skype. Yeah, they're putting and bringing in the functionality. <laughs> Thank God. One of the big things that Teams couldn't do was you couldn't segment and firewall within the app. So, like, if you had situations like where mortgage brokers can't talk to underwriters, right, because it's an ethics codes violations, um, you couldn't do that in teams. So that's why we couldn't even roll it out. Gotcha. Once they they started that, they were like, you know, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Slack, you know, uh, yeah. Slack's that cute tool that, like, You download on your phone once, and then you have a rep calling you for a a year.
0: And yeah, oh, and that's exactly what happened. Um, So, did you catch the uh, the Amazon story about the? uh, Uh, That's shady. Yeah, so Amazon basically put out that you know they were going to be you know uh, you know venture capital. They were going to like back a whole lot of startups. Uh, but now there are a whole bunch of lawsuits being filed uh, because essentially what happened is all you know, a lot of these companies came in and did their pitch and Amazon just went ahead and took those ideas and built their own products. Did they? See, here's what I, the
1: first thing I thought is that usually you have to sign something, like some sort of a waiver. Did they, but they, you know, obviously you're not signing over your intellectual property, but right. like they they said like you're, you're not protected and you know, and then they changed one one word or one letter Right in the code, and yep. like, oh no, that's not yours. Yep. We made it. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah.
0: Technically, no. Mine goes dun 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 dun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that that is that shit. It's like you got. Not saying you got enough money, Amazon, but for love of math.
0: You've, you, you've got enough money, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, let Bezos let 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 other people have some. It's it's okay. You you don't right. need it all. Make them,
1: yeah. Give them the money. Let them do the work. Make them make them use AWS. And
0: then, and then ahead. buy them, and 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 let it become an Amazon product. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, God, don't, don't don't like be a jerk you. about it. Uh, all right. I think uh, I think that pulls us through everything.
3: Awesome. Well, uh, hey, there's uh, the the AT T shadiness. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So super scummy. In the middle of the pandemic, AT T sends out an email telling customers their phones are stop going to stop working. They should buy a new one. Sales Ex- are down. What can we do? Right. Ex- the reason their phones are stopped working isn't going to happen until 2022. They forgot to put the date in the email.
0: Of of course they did.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know their <laughs> cell
1: like- service is trash in Michigan anyway. It's only good if you're in Texas. Otherwise, don't even. I don't know why people have it up here.
0: Yeah. All well, right, all right. Well, I think that's about it. Bob, want to take us out?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to wrap things up with this episode 358 of the IT and the D show. We we'll definitely have to thank Pat Garrity from blue Mira for uh for uh having actually a pretty cool it was a good chat yeah uh, yeah yeah. absolutely love to have him back in the future Um, uh, on behalf of uh, bob dave and randy do us all a favor drink up your drinks get your phone numbers you don't gotta go home you just got to get the hell out of here see you next week be safe beat it see you guys peace